Hello and welcome to the Framingham Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams to be professional footballers dashed away as children when they all discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. You have a present coach, Kojo, minus one. How are you doing, sir? I'm feeling good, you know. I'm feeling good. No complaints this weekend, you know what I'm saying? Wonderful time. Some of my people, them, my people, them, saw my, my thing, you know what I'm saying? And my team did the thing. So, you know what I'm saying? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. The sun's shining. I've had a supermarket today. I've had some jollof fries this morning. When I'm you have supermarket, man? Like, you, come on, come on. You know I'm representing You're obsessed. Right? You're obsessed. It's bad for you. Right now, they should be sponsoring this podcast, but I should start drinking one every day. <laughs> I'm good, though. What are you saying? I'm all good. I'm all good, man. I'm tired, though. Very, very tired. But we will push through. It is a stacked podcast full of enemies and rival fans and new faces as well. Bits and bobs. How you doing, sir? Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah, I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me. Loki, I'm beefing Kojo, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> um, you know, Kojo's a good friend of mine, you know what I mean? On and off YouTube. So I'm happy to be here. But, you know, Kojo, man, I'm not going to do any indirects, but Kojo, man, I should have been here a few few months ago, bro. But, yeah, yeah. nah, real talk, Kale. real talk. No, thank you for having me, man. Seriously, I watch you guys. Um, love your content, love the energy. And, you know what, big up to you guys because, um, you know, some of the content you're creating is unbelievable, man. So, yeah, thank you for having me, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Daniel, second time. I can call you your first name now. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, what's good, man? I think there was three of us last time. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, yeah no. free Daniels, but... <laughs> <laughs> nothing I ain't even used to these days, man. Nothing I ain't even used to, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, now nah, look, obviously I'm a Villa fan. A uh, bit of a bit of a regular weekend for us. Uh, not been the same since January turned, but look, it's a new it's a new day. Lockdown starting to ease. Um, I still couldn't get in the barbers, which is why I've got a cap on today. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting there, boys. Well, exactly, exactly. Jack, how you doing? Shit, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep it moving, man. Do you ever come on where you're not miserable? I feel like every time you're on, you're miserable. I feel like this, I feel like that's strategic on your part. I feel you, you know. You know. You have to talk to another Tottenham fan. The top, the top right top, the Tottenham fan. How the, what is that, bro? What is that? We just smoked their team this weekend. You told me a Tottenham fan, bro. Come on. <laughs> London Beach United fans, man. You got, you got, you got to love it. You got to love it. Ethan, how's it going, man? Thanks doing? for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Love you lots. Context. Um, I'm under the weather. Couldn't tell you why, but um, I feel like it's something to do with the past 24 hours and. You know, <sighs> so I says it all, literally. But yeah, man. Mm. Mm. Bits, please, just give me a second, man. Please, <laughs> give me a second. Try to put the key of ignition, Ethan. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> please, man. Games, uh, City leads, Liverpool, Villa. Unfortunate for you, Daniel. Um, West Ham, Leicester, Tottenham, Manchester United, Sheffield, Arsenal. Where shall we start? Cody, the game at the Champagne Lane. Ah, beautiful. That's North London. Let's go. Let's go to London, shall we? Okay. Arsenal free. Oh, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> just making sure you guys know North London is red. Just saying that there. 
Uh, where are we going? Tottenham one, Manchester United three goals from Jominson. Fred, you let Fred score. Come on, guys. Come on, man. Edison Cavani and Mason Greenwood. Kojo. Mm. Good result. Good win. Wonderful. Wonderful. Run of the mill because it's it's Tottenham. I mean, it is the history of the Tottenham, but um, more than anything, brother, listen, this was a lovely W. There's nothing to complain about. You know what I'm saying? We got a goal bumped off. No, you're complaining about that because quite frankly, won the game in it. But if it was a different result, I'll be fuming. Didn't think it was a foul, but it is what it is. We were rattled. We were thrown off our off guard. They took the lead, and after that, we just ran the show. It was that simple. Um, and brother, when I can say that Fred was excellent, that tells you the whole story. When I can say that Maguire was good, that tells you the whole story. When I can tell you that Pogba was doing that, Pogba was just brilliant. He was sensational. Cavani, who United fans are 50-50 about, found his, his life again and was actually quite clinical. Something that he's not usually... So, you know, he was enjoying life. And that, first, that first goal was beautiful, man. I, I, I screamed. I screamed when that win. And I was like, yo, that's a great one. Mason Green was cross. My God. My goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Pogba one. The one with ah, Pogba. Oh, whoa. Come on. The disallowed I mean, goal. The disallowed goal. Oh. Disallowed one. Yeah, it's a little bit of movement. Beautiful movement. Beautiful finish. And um, yeah, oh wow, sorry, this is a bit mad already. Wow, oh wow, dang, dang, still coming up with a big one. And oh wow, wow. Uncle Still, listen, Fruitman are one of a kind, you know, but if you're gonna add him to that list, me and you just need a little discussion. But um, yep, and Mason Greenwood, listen, I'm so happy for him because again, United fans have been slowly, slowly getting his case bit by bit. The guy's a kid, but he came off the bench, one beautiful assist, one beautiful strike, put turn onto the sword. Don't want to hear about them in top four dreams anymore. I think that's done over. And I am feeling wonderful. <laughs> uh, Earlier you said you you you, uh, you were upset with Kojo for not having you on early. So I imagine it during that time, your thoughts on Ole have gone up and down, up and down. I imagine. But you can you be complaining right now? Second in the league, potentially Europa League final or Europa League win. It's gone quite well, no? Boy. Boy. I mean, man like Oli, you know, like, real talk, do you know what? We're doing okay. We're doing, we're making the best out of our bad situation right now. City, City are, are going to win the league. Everyone knows that. Um, Oli, Oli's man management, you know, he's been brilliant. Tactic-wise, listen, that's another conversation. Um, however, on the day, against one of the probably one of the best tacticians, it, it, it was easy. Literally, man literally said, second half, oi, Pogs, go and enjoy yourself. Go play ball. Literally just said, go play ball. Listen, Pogba is in Dombele's, whatever his name is, Pogba's his father. Is his, his pastor, <laughs> is his elder, is mm. his, oh, like, don't chat to me, dog. Like, no, but oh, to, to answer your question, man, like, it was really the the reason I was so happy with it was because of the manner that we played from the first mm. minute to the last minute. Um, we don't normally have a situation um, where Man United have actually took the game and attacked. You know, we know the statistic with Man United that coming from behind, we've won so many games. It's, people say it's brilliant. I think it's stupid. Just don't concede in the first place. Um, I loved it the fact that you know we got a stupid goal um, disallowed. And then they scored, which people are not saying, but it was Rashford's man. 
but he never tracked back. But people are saying Alma Bissaka, but if Rashford actually tracks back, the goal doesn't happen. And then I in the second half, we literally saw the quality, the best player on the pitch come alive. And just literally just said, yo, bon Oli, bon your tactics. I'm going to go win this game. And for me, man, I'm really happy in the sense, because it's against Tottenham, because it's against this arrogant fan base that think they deserve world-class football. This fan base think they deserve Nangelsman, who's done nothing in his career. They should get Ten Hag, who's done nothing to even show evidence that he's brilliant. To The way they disrespect Jose, sorry, Jose, and it's like, yeah, stick it up to you. And we scored three. Like, man, look, the, the referees gave them six and we still touched them another goal. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm Jose so, in, by the way. Yeah. Pardon? I, I said, I'm Jose in, by the way. Oh, no, no, that, that's good. That's good. I'm oh, glad you... Look at Jack. Look at Jack. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Respect him. But Let me, for me, man, like, I, I don't want to elaborate on the question, but it's good right now. However, today's a new day. And I can't help think what we're going to get on Thursday. So right now, I've enjoyed it, but I'm back to reality, man. Back to reality. So is that? So where do you lie in this this uh, this debate where it's more United are playing well because of individual brilliance over Oli's tactics? See, 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 the funny thing is, right? If you've played football, right? I'm not being funny. Individual brilliance. I think some people, when they use this, they don't play football or watch football. Ooh. When someone scores a 25-yard free kick, what is it? A team goal. <laughs> like, if, if, if when Martial scored against Liverpool, was that a team goal? No, of course it was individual brilliance. That's why these players are at these clubs, because yeah. of what they can do individually. Like, for example, Drogba, individual brilliance. Do you think Drogba was like, yeah, it's because of Terry and them, and that's why I was scoring? No. So when people say in the rhythm brilliance, I just look at them like, yo, go on whatever you want to say because I'm not about to rate your intelligence football-wise. For me, intelligent brilliance here, look, what, when people say um, intelligent brilliance, what's, what's, is that not the same as a moment of magic? Mm. Is that not when they say, you know, remember Andy Gray back in the day, like, that's why you pay, pay him for what he does. You know, that's why you pay the money. Like, so people need to literally stop saying that because at the end of the day, Pogba done, Pogba done what Pogba does, yeah. Am I going to be like, that's individual? No, because that's like, that's why he's in the team. Cavani scores that header. Was anyone shocked that he scored that? No. Do you know what I'm saying to you? So it's a bit of, it's a bit of, uh, to answer your question, Keo, I think it's a bit of, bit of both, because Oli will never, ever get the, the credit when we win, but he'll get the, the, the criticism when we lose. So obviously, obviously, I mean, look, who else is talking to these guys at halftime? Do you know what I mean? Like, some people that talk about football act like they've never been involved in football in any capacity. And, yeah, I, I'm happy for the guy. I'm happy for Oli um, for now. Yeah, but like I said to you earlier, man, like, you know, reality hits. But to answer your question, it's a bit of both. He he picks the team at the end of the day. Um, and also at halftime, he makes the changes and he tweaks the things a little bit. So, so yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit of. It's a bit of both, personally. Uh, Coach, let's go back to you with Mason Green. You touched on it earlier. Mm. Uh, obviously, you got the goal as a brilliant strike. Something that you you were used to seeing last year. Obviously, a lot of lot of stuff has happened personally with Mason Greenwood. But going forward, do you think now he's going to start pushing on, or do you just want to ease him back into the side? I, I mean, I would love for him to be um, pushed on, but I, I don't mind whichever way it goes. The guy's still a kid. You know, in football now, obviously, since 
obviously, actually, no, I won't say suspension Ronaldo because you had your R9s in the past and all that, mm. also gems. But you know, you got more players that are coming through, and when they are playing so what 18, 19, people get so excited and you know, start to look at them as older players, even though you still have to remember they, they are still kids and they will go through bad patches. Not every young player is going to explode and have continuous good form like Mbappe or like Messi or like even Ronaldo was even up and down before he became more of a star. So you just got to take your time with these kind of guys. Um, and with Mason, I'm calm with him. Um, I haven't really been bothered about his form this year because he is young. And if he doesn't play good, it doesn't mean he's like a detriment because when United don't play good, he's not the, he's not the sole issue. His decision-making has to get better, but he's a youth. So he has to bring, bring it up and get better with it. And he, I believe he will. But I think this game was very important because it is a big game at the end of the day. And to have such an impact off the bench when the game was in the ascendancy, it was at 1-1. You've created a goal and you've scored the other one to kill the game off. That, for me, deserves nothing but praise. So hopefully he can go on and continue this form. If it does turn into form anyway, it's one game I can't call it form, but hopefully it becomes form. Harry Kane kind of went missing during uh, during this game. Let's let's ask the Tottenham fans. Uh, was 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 he being goal shy because he was trying to protect the uh, reputation of Manchester United, the team he's looking to go to next season? Yes, man. If you can afford him, yeah, fair enough. But uh, with the with these tactics, right? With the, with this, right? I don't know where to begin. There's just an array of issues, right? So obviously the backline terrible. So Jose feels he has to play in a particular way to protect that, and every time he does, it fails. So because obviously there's much more pressure that's being applied to them because of the style of play. That way, Kane and Son aren't getting the ball. They're not going to get the ball. You know, it's a numbers game. The more you attack, the more you have the ball, the more likely you're going to score. Right? The more likely those big players are going to have the ball in the first place and actually, you know. <laughs> Get the ball in the box, make you know, make those runs and whatnot. Terrible, terrible. And the guy keeps shouting press, press, press to the players. Did you see that one time where we, we were pressing and then you easily, easily broke through without even a sweat? Mm. And that was that's because they're not coached to press. They, you can't just tell a team to defend and expect them to defend well. They have to be coached to defend. You can't expect a team to press well. And not coach them to press well. You have to, it's all about management. It's all about coaching. This manager does not know how to coach a set of players in, in any kind of way. The guy is, he's a dinosaur. The, 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 listen, the Madeira Megson, the Algarve Allardyce, whatever you want to call it, man. This guy. Madeira Megson. Oh, he's, he's done. How can, I, in, I, I can't fathom. And the thing is, He's, he's, it doesn't matter, Man United, Crystal Palace, he'll do this against every opponent. Mm. And that's the worst thing. That's, that's the most frustrating thing. And if you keep doing this against every opponent, how do you expect to be able to learn how to play football? Harry Kane, last two months ago, said that our attacking players still, we're still using Pochettino's methods. We're still using Pochettino's methods, the former manager's methods to attack. Mm. Which tells me this guy isn't coaching the attack. But anyway... You've been waiting patiently there, Bits. Uh, you know, do you know what it is, bro? I, I don't want to interrupt. Um, Koji knows what I'm like. I'm very passionate. So I was taking some notes, what Jack was saying. So that's why I raised my hand. It's like the Zoom call. You know, in the Zoom call, 
or the flipping Microsoft Teams. You put your hand up and you wait your turn. I'm just putting my hand up to wait my turn, bro, because I've got a few questions on what Jack said. I told you when I was coming on this show, I was ready. Oh. Can I ask him a few questions, Keho? Um, Jack, you said about protecting the back four. Now, first on that, Eric Dyer and the Rodon boy, were you really trying to keep them one-on-one -on -one with Cavani, Rashford and Pogba? Did you don't you have to protect those kind of players? Yes or no? You normally have to, yeah. I wouldn't okay, okay. So the next yeah. one you said about pressing. Now, Man United start football from the back. So does it not make sense to start pressing them high up? It makes sense to press, period. It does okay. make sense to press. And then obviously you said in the midfield there was just holes in midfield. And do you think that is because Fred McTominay were too much, had too much tenacity for Hoiberg and Ndombele. Because I remember seeing Ndombele take a deep, big breath he after does. 10 minutes, and I'm like, this guy's not up for it. So when you say Jose does this against every opponent, right, my thinking is that for the last 20 years, this guy hasn't really changed the way he plays, but he's won trophies. So my question to you on that is, the champagne football you guys have been playing under the potch way brought you nothing. And this is not me even trolling you, okay? You can say good football, oh, we done well, we won here. You got to the Champions League final, but you didn't win nothing, okay? Yeah. Now, you're now under a, a, a manager that you don't like. Well, in the two-horse race, by the way, just, just add that there. <laughs> fair play, sir, fair play. Now, you're under manager where, like, basically, he's not been properly backed, you know. Um, you bought the players of caliber of Doherty, um, La Celso. They're not really the A or even B list players. Now, he's in a cup final. You potentially probably will qualify for Europa League. How can you complain with that? With what you've oh. been doing prior? Well, first of all, this isn't a direct answer, but we're going to get battered by at least six goals in that final. The City I don't think so, but okay. But so that's first. Um, secondly, Pochettino did the same thing. He got he got European football in his. Uh, um, sorry, he got um, he got into the League Cup final in his first season. The mm -hmm. difference is in this run, we look at look at the teams we played. We played Stoke. We had Leighton Orient, which we didn't even get to play. We got a buy because. Mm. Because of COVID, and then and Brentford, the only the only game that we big game that we won was Chelsea at home on penalties. So again, that run, you know, Pochettino also got us into a League Cup final. So he's not doing anything more than previous managers have done. So why are you complaining then? Because because we're getting battered. <laughs> we're getting battered every game by not not just top teams, but teams and. Teams, inferior teams, teams that are in the lower half of the league. We're getting, we're playing in a very particular. Crystal Palace away was the, was the first game where I thought, wait a minute, what is this mm. guy on? Where we we scored a goal and we were playing well going forward, and then suddenly the team just decided, you know what, shut up shop, and that allowed Crystal Palace back in the game. You finish one one, mm. and, exactly. it's, and it's oh, consist that doing that consistently, it's reverting to type in the second half. That where we are the second highest team to um, take the lead in, in games, and we're also the 19th lowest team to hold leads. 
in in the league. That Jack, I'm not that's gonna because like the, the, I the approach. I don't watch all of the, those stats and stuff. All I'm saying, what I think, what I'm seeing is that at the end of the day, he's not been backed properly. Um, no Tottenham fan was making any noise when you lot were doing the Harrison back and forth, Batman and Robin kind of goals. Sky Bet was even putting bets in like Harry to set up um, Son, Son to set up Harry. You lot were enjoying life. You we know? were, but at the same time, that I'm, I didn't let that paper over the cracks. I knew mm. we were going to. I didn't know we were going to crumble down this much, but I knew we were going to crumble down eventually. But the one That's, thing that will, that will tell you, that will 100% tell you Jose is finished as a manager when so, was when Solskjaer admitted that their preparation came from YouTube for this game. Literally, their mm. preparation pretty much came through just watching videos that same morning. Mm. Uh, okay, who's the bench rests? Thank you. Jack, Jack, I've got a question for you, actually. Um, I was about to say the line of duty was yesterday, bits and bobs. <laughs> I recorded it still. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Can I just something to the Tottenham boys? Yeah, right. so, yeah. Son and Kane, they they were ripping it up. Like there's mm. there's no there's no doubt for me that that, that Spurs have the talent. I mean, look, yeah, I gotta just say I disagree slightly with you know with the what what, what bits and bobs says said right. Like getting second in the Champions League, getting to the Champions League final. Yeah, it's not winning a trophy or anything, but it's 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 really good. Right, it's it's amazing, and I don't think many teams can get there. Obviously, I so this is, this is carry on. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking for I'm thinking with a with a mid table hat on, right, as a Villa fan, right. But like, this is a very talented side. Son and Kane, they can link up. We've seen before that they can be one of the most devastating partnerships in the in world football. So what is it? It's got to be the defense, right? Like it's got to be there's there's got to be something um, which which is imbalanced, and and it can't it's be it can't be. Yeah, I think it boils it down to the squad just the approach. being good enough. Right, yeah, the approach, the manager's tactics, as well as the defence just not being good enough, you know. Um, Bits came on our show, actually. He threw up a, um, a very, very, very valid point, you know. Mourinho's been everywhere. He's been to Chelsea, he's been to Porto, he's been to Madrid, been to Manu to an extent where all of these places he's been backed, you know. He's been backed financially by the managers. He's been backed in terms of his style of play. You know, we've we've been sport in terms of attacking football, but financially, you know, if with Jose, you have to back him. If you back him, you're going to see results. If you don't back him, you know, I feel like we're just receiving the backlash of what happens when you don't back him correctly. You know, so yeah. But what is backing correctly for for Spurs? Because you obviously, I feel like you're similar. You're you're obviously similar with Arsenal. You're not go, you're going to get a certain amount of money, and how you spend that money is is exactly. That's how it's going to impact your team further. Is it a case that he didn't spend the money he was given well? Because he was given quite a bit of money considering Poch had zero last season. 100%, I agree. I mean, you can... you can, In a way, he did get back to you. Let's, let's not get that twisted. You know, we spent like 90 million. We brought yeah. in people like Bale, which is pleasing to the eye. Uh, we brought in Regulon, pleasing to the eye. You know, several guys. But at the end of the day, you break it down. We brought in Hoiberg who at Southampton level, I don't, I'm going to get slaughtered. He's not good enough to be in our team. Um, you've got Hoiberg, you've got Johnny Hart. Back. He played every game. Doesn't I think he's one of the best signings in the summer transfer window. He's, he's, listen, it's I, only I, been I the past I disagree with that, believe me. He gets exposed here and there. Hmm. Um, hmm. I'd say Regulon Hoiberg, but in terms of defence, defence and CDM was our main issues. Yeah, we identified the CDM, but centre-back, we brought in Joe Roden from the Championship. And that's a kind of panic buy. You know, we're looking at Skrinner. 
if you want to back Jose, you want to play this defensive football where you're putting 10 men behind the, the, the ball, you know, it all starts with the defence. You know, mm. I, we, maybe we brought Skriniar and another centre-back pairing of, I don't know, someone like Thiago Silva. You, I don't feel, we, feel like we'll be having this conversation today, to be honest. I really don't. Yeah, uh, another thing as well, on top of that, and building on what Ethan said, um, Stell, in one of the comments, um, Stell from Shooting Defence, he's basically, he basically said what I'm, what I'm going to say. It's basically, we needed a massive clear-out for years. Yeah. So even a good, a good summer objectively for most teams still won't be good enough because this team is such a bag, backlog of dead wood that you need about 10, 12 signings to actually completely refresh this team. 100%. Minimum. Because it's so bad. Like the state of the squad is hideous. hideous. So that's one thing. Recruitment, poor. We, um, we used to have Paul Mitchell, who's now the um, RB Leipzig um, head of um, recruitment there. And he signed, you know, Alder Vareld. He found Deli Ali. You know, he was finding you know, good spots that, and he left. He left. He left Spurs because he couldn't work with Daniel Levy because of his, you know, penny pinching essentially. And now we've got Steve Hitchin, who in the documentary said, "I don't like the January transfer window. It's your job. You're supposed to like it. That's <laughs> you're hiring these idiots who don't want to do their job. It's pathetic. And but um, on top of backing Jose." listen, I don't agree with that anymore. In 2021, I don't agree with you give Jose his players, you know, he'll deliver because, quite frankly, I look at Man the signings he made at Man United, the Lindelofs, the Freds. The, we I'm won a European trophy. Listen, they won a European trophy Sunday, Black, so you better watch the names you're saying right now, Joe, same. Lindelof and Fred didn't win those trophies. No, no, but, but Jack, do you know what you're saying here? Like, I hear what you're saying about Mourinho, but this is my question to you lot, to everyone, right? Jose Mourinho, it basically does what everything it says on the tin, blah, 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 right? If you hire him, you back him. That's it. You accept the media, the circus, agree. The, the, the fracas, the beef with all the managers. You accept that all because, you know, at the end of all this, he's going to produce a trophy. And this is why, like, when I see Tanya, I see Mel, I see flipping Ryan, or oh, Moon, I'm like, relax. This guy's been doing this. It's just because he's getting more coverage now. When he was saying he was a special one, they were eating out of his hand. That was it. He's not doing nothing different. The difference now, yeah, is the era and the player. Okay? Mm. He's came out and said it. He said, when he's speaking to Frank Lampard at 23, Frank Lampard was a man. He said, now when he speaks to 23-year-olds, they're kids. They don't want to be told reality. And for some people, some people will thrive under him. Some people will, will, um, will regress. But the point of the matter is this, he's coming to a club, and this is not a dig or, or anything, with a loser's mentality. You're nearly men. Daniel, you've just said, oh, getting to the Champions League final is a good thing. No, it's not, because you didn't win it. There's no point in getting to a cup final. If you've ever lost a cup final, trust me, you'd rather lose a semi or lose a quarter final, because to get to the final and lose it is like, you just wasn't good enough. That's what it basically is. And Tottenham have always been the nearly men. They've got their, or oh, they play good football. So what? Give me a trophy, right? That's sentiment as well, though, man. That's sentiment. Like, like, like it's, it's, it's a good campaign. It's no, get campaign. out of here, Daniel, man. Like, what, what nonsense <laughs> is that? Uh, what? So you, so look, I've got, a, I have a son. Right? I, I'm not, I'm not a Tottenham fan, by the way. No, I know, but it's, <laughs> listen, we're talking football, man. We're talking football, but yeah, 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 yeah. the like, it's the mentality of just saying, oh, we got to the final. No. When we won the Champions League by United, we were talking about defending it. 
There's, you see the difference in mentality. You know, you can't just accept failure. And what happened, Jose Mourinho's came to Tottenham two, three years late. Because at the end of the day, Jose Mourinho does not build teams. That's obvious. He comes in, three-year stunt, wins trophies, he's out. The problem with Tottenham is that some people don't want to admit your players are not good enough. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Uh, they're, That's they're, it. Listen, they're not good enough, but I disagree with the two or three years thing because I... With the team that finished second, that got 86 points. I don't think Mourinho would have done that because that that was such a system-based team that thrived, where every player fit and were molded into a particular role. Jose wouldn't know how to how to use those players, which is why I think, I think it's a bit harsh. I think it's a bit harsh, Jack. I think it's a bit harsh. He's the most decorated manager you guys have hired. Do you need to remember why you you signed him? Look, you tried all we the gold stuff, gold star, stardust stuff with Pochettino. You flirted with it and stuff. It still wasn't good enough. There's a reason why people hired him. Look, my club, Man United hired him and he delivered. It just got toxic as it normally does. But we got a European trophy. We got an FA Cup. Like, in his tenure, he delivered. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? So what I'd say to you guys, put the seatbelt on, enjoy the ride because you will get a trophy. And then when he gets a trophy... For that 24 hours, he's your man. Like, yeah, come on. We weren't getting a trophy anyway, regardless if he... he me and you are going to do a watch-along, Jack. That's the thing. The City Cup final, me and you are going to do a watch-along. I'm telling you, you're beating City. All right, all right let's do it. Let's I'm do telling it. you. Right. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on a £5 bet that we're going to concede six-plus goals. I'm going to... I'll take that £5 bet, sir. I'll take that £5 bet. If you concede six goals in the Cup final, yeah, I think you all say hi, Uncle You're banned from doing podcasts. Hello. Hello, young man. No, you're nah, nah, you're on it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so uh, good. Okay, carry on, coach. Sorry, man. I'll just mute my mic. Don't worry. No, that's cool. Um, I was just saying, you guys can see six in the, in the final. I, I don't want to see any Spurs fans on any platforms for a while because it could get violent, it could get really violent. That's that's poor. Um, as for me, I think what Bob said is spot on in terms of about Mourinho and the times because he always, when he talks about players, he always talks about the current generation and how he doesn't like them. And that's what it is at the end of the day. He's someone who, I think he, like someone like Kane, he can work with Kane. Kane can be old school. But someone like, give me a, someone, give me someone on your team. Yeah, and Dominic Deli Ali, you know, the hard work that he wants them to go off, like telling Deli Ali, you're a poor trainer. He would hope that he would make a couple training and say, I need to do better. But Deli Ali hasn't got that character. Isn't that down to the fact that he he's unwilling to adapt his style? No, but when when we say I'm willing to adapt his style, I think we're thinking more tactically. I think when no, it comes I'm to about his, his, his interactions, his interactions. Okay, but the thing is, all right. So what he, what he does tend to do is he does put the sometimes at first he comes to a club, he puts his arm around the shoulder, same old, same old that everyone does, and then he starts to go back to his old sort of system. And in, in that way, I think he's trying to just do like this: like I'm not always going to be here to sort of like put a cushion behind your head and make you feel comfortable. I need you sometimes to just grab your balls and say, yo, I need to I need to level up. And I feel that's the way he thinks because there are a lot, there are a lot of players that need to be money coddled. That's the end of the day. That's the end of the day. A lot of people need to feel that comfort and feel that love that even if they're playing terribly, the manager will still go and hug you and say, yeah, it's okay. Like, you'll get there, you'll get there. Rizm is not someone that has that kind of time. He he's You guys said it. He, he's someone that just loves to win. He's not here about building teams. Well, or if he does build a team, he buys players that are ready so they can go and win. That's yeah. what he's got time for. Because at the end of the day, 
when he retires, he's going to be talking about his accolades, not that he built a young team. If he builds a young team and does nothing with it, it is what it is. So he wants to win. And I'm sure he wants to do at Tottenham. But he is a problem with his tactics and the way he approaches games. But it's also a problem with the players just being, quite frankly, very poor. And some of the better players aging like of the world. And that takes time, man. That takes time. You know, you mm. gotta, you got to let somebody work on that over the course of a couple of seasons. Because, you know, when you've got players that aren't performing and you need to upgrade, yeah, man, it ain't happening overnight. So, I, I don't know. From an outside looking in, I feel like you got to stick with Jose and just trust the process. But I, I, get, I get why that's hard. I get why that's hard. Trust the process. Number one, there's no process with Jose. And number two, his judgment of, like, forgive, like the man management style, the, the era and the generation of people that we are now, where people are softer. That's true. That's very true. I agree with that. But at the same time, we saw in the documentary, this guy said, look, that Eric Dyer, good player, eh? <laughs> that, should, that should say it all, in my opinion. You are not a good coach. You're a That's terrible player, coach. Though, That's his player. That's but his he player. plays players he can trust. Let's be honest. He's done this everywhere he goes. He finds out mentality-wise, okay, who can I actually trust on, who I can rely on? And then he plays them. And... For me, yeah, like Eric Dyer has that mentality. No, no, but no, but, but when I say mentality, like he he'll he'll play for the manager. And for me, like you yeah. see it in football teams where like certain managers take to certain players because they're like, right, I can trust this guy, so I'm gonna play him. You know, and like, I just think I just think Tottenham Tottenham's problem is not Jose right now. It's your board yeah, and it's the problem. literally because you you have to hire him. That's it. I feel like a lot of Tottenham fans are naive in a sense where they forget that we're actually in a 12-year drought. For a top six club, that is criminal. Criminal, criminal, criminal. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, I was one of them people that said potch out because we're at a stage where we've moved into a stadium, moved to a fancy stadium, moved to a fancy training um, training facilities. And, you know, we've got, we've got the fancy players, you know, but we're just not... We're not push. We're not. We're not pushing ourselves over the edge, you know. And I feel like in world football at the time, talking about when once we did sack Poch, there wasn't really anyone who I'd really look to other than Pep and Guardiola that could, you know, we could develop a winning mentality, which is what we're one through are missing. And I feel like a lot of Tottenham fans do need to remember that, you know. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, I agree. That. I agree. We won't win anything under under this chairmanship under these owners. I, like. <laughs> It's not even about the trophies. It's it's about actually working your way up again for now until these owners go. Because listen, these owners are going to say, yeah. sadly, I, I need. I I'll, obviously, I want my team to win trophies. I'll, obviously, I want to get. I want to be up there. It's never going to happen yeah. under these stupid owners because you know you know what Enica like. You know what Levy is like. They're going to penny pinch. The stadium is a cash cow. It's going to be like that, and we're never going to win regardless of who the manager is. So yeah. for now. You got someone, and right now we've got someone that's exacerbating the issue, and that manager is making a bad issue, a bad situation worse. Which is, it's, and it's not, that's something he does, and he has been doing for the past few years now. He's finished. Jack, last question on Tottenham, and I'll promise you, I'll shut up. Right? Okay. Um, better make sure you run me my peas come the cup final. <laughs> right? Better make sure. And but my last question to you uh, is: There you go. Why does Tottenham? act as if they deserve a world-class manager 
Because it's not like you listen, hear what I'm saying. Let me elaborate what I'm trying to say. Man United had the dynasty. We dominated football, we had our cycle. Chelsea, um, Man City, and um even um flipping what's that idiot club? Arsenal as well, right? So each club had their cycles of dominance, right? So you can say oh, Arsenal need a manager for now to go and kickstart them, blah blah blah. Liverpool, we saw Klopp respectively to Man City, Pep. Man United have had LVG, um, Jose, now Oli, okay, and we even won stuff. But why does Tottenham think, like like Ethan said, 12-year drought, why does Tottenham think you guys deserve some world-class, serious manager that is going to come and take you, man, to the promised land? Because on previous evidence, on previous evidence... You're going by nothing. Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I can ask. So I'm not expecting like Klopp or Pep because there's very few world class managers are very few and far between. I'm not expecting them to ever to be our manager anytime soon until they decline, probably. Um, so yeah, I I'm not expecting any world class manager. I just want a manager who's good and progresses the club and actually gets us to play some kind of football because. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real, man. We we ain't going anywhere with this with the with this chairman. So I don't know about Ethan. I don't know what he, your opinion is, but I'm not expecting any world class manager. I just want a good manager. And if if it's Nagelsmann, he hasn't won anything, so he's not a world class manager. We've, we've seen him get torn up in the Champions League. Yeah, you know he's very easy. He has tactical naivety there, which obviously that will change over time. But he is. Of roughly of that level, based on sort of the size, you know, the money that we can pay, we pay managers and the stature of the club. I don't know what Ethan thinks. So, in other words, um, in other words, basically, Tottenham are literally a small club because the on his uh, and yeah. his, historically no when i say small club no no no, no hear me out Listen, <laughs> if i want to troll you no no when i say that i mean i'm talking about like you're basically on a small club because at the same time mentality wise you're saying you you know why you you're not going to get a world-class manager so really you know you've got a manager that's bigger than your club right now but listen, hey, the defense rests you know what i mean we we touched you guys three one i'm chilling come on come on Oh, well, no, you should I, be disappointed. I, you should have. You should, I, I thought you should have beaten us four five one. You should be disappointed with your team. Listen, man. brother, I was on a show with Ethan, yeah, and I said to him, <laughs> "Listen, how I, was I don't gonna go." I, don't I said to him, <laughs> "I said to him, this is how it's gonna go," and it went exactly. This is me. We move in silence, but I just put it up and tagged him and said, "I told you, man." Baby, <laughs> yeah, well played. Now we definitely got a rebuild on our hands after this. By the way down from the players to pick up the mentality because everyone just looks deflated like we've got whoever comes in next because i want Mourinho out afterward by the way at the end of the season but i'm happy for him to take the carabao cup final happy for him to try and you know make top four but whoever comes in next has got a big big job on his hands ideally i'd like it to be potch but won't be potch um but someone needs to come in young hungry good style of football attractive style of football this guy's laughing. Don't know why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, attractive style of football just needs to lift the mood, really. If Kane's going, then, you know, we need to invest properly into our squad, bring a bit of balance. Um, 
And yeah, man, good big job on our hands, 100%. We'll look after Kane for you, don't worry. 40 minutes. That went on for 40 minutes. We have to move on. Just to add my two cents to the matter. On, uh, by Thursday, Arteta might be available. So that's my gift to you guys. <laughs> go for a swap. Swap, in it? Swap, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, Manch- Shut quickly on the loss. Manchester City won. Uh, Leeds United 2. Who's... Is it me? Who's echoing? Me, myself. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. I think, Ethan, yeah. I think it was Ethan. Okay. Okay. Oh, I think it was Ethan. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway. anyway. <laughs> you go. You, you go, coach. Coach. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> 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 there echoes. Um, yeah. So um, I think firstly, the first thing to say is what a result with ten men for Leeds because um, City did pound the pressure from start to finish of this game. Let's not be mistaken, but mm-hmm. to, take, to take the lead and then to, you know, take the lead to go down to 10 men, concede and still go on to win the game. It's damn really impressive. So um, shout out to Leeds for that. A team that I do tend to criticise because of their style of football, but I feel like they're a lot more methodical in their in their win this, in this one. Um, let's go, Daniel. Daniel, people are starting, United fans saw that result and started to get a little bit excited again. I don't know why. Um are there, is there any chance that City are going to blow this title race by any chance? <laughs> I can't see it, man. Did they go into the Leeds match and get battered? They didn't get battered, man. They, 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 it was a freak result. Let's call it what it is. I mean, fair play Leeds because they defended brilliantly, right? Fair play because, you know, you, you have to, yeah, you, you have to be good to, to handle that onslaught. I mean, we've all, we've all, you know, seen what Man City can do going forward I think the the thing with Bielsa the thing with Leeds is they were probably matching their energy regardless of the fact that you know they weren't able to create those chances um and also yeah to do it with 10 men Stuart Dallas coming in there at the right time you know it's a club with some positivity that you know that even when Leeds get bad results they don't let it affect them like this is a team with with a very very strong mentality uh so I think for Man City look you you, you go away from that match and you think Listen, it's a, it's, a, it's a bad result. How many of those do we actually get? Uh, at the end of the day, they're a consistent team, creating chances like crazy. They'll, kim- they'll keep on continuing to make those chances. And yeah, look, statistically, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't going to keep dropping points. So United fans, as, 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 as good as you've been and as well as that team is developing, it ain't about you. Man City are the main characters this season and they ain't going to let their story die. I mean... Obviously, the Premier League is done, but these are the type of results where Manchester City need to be looking at because it's just a random event. Because I mean, there's a one-off cup competition, like the final. That's a one-off cup competition, and the Champions League, where we all know that Pep the Tinkerer, most times since his days at Barcelona, has messed messed a lot of these these uh, chances up. So I mean, it might be a blip in the Premier League road, but looking at it in terms of the bigger picture, because they want they, they want the Champions League, they want to win the quadruple, the or I don't know what's what's five. It's not a quadruple because they'll probably win Quintuple. it. Quintuplet. Quintuplet. They'll probably win the charity, the, the community shield um, uh, next season. So they want that. But these are the type of results that they need to look out for because it's just it's. I think this this was this, this was a bad this was bad for for City. They should not have lost this match. And going up against teams, um, I mean, who are they facing in the Champions League? Dortmund. Dortmund two one. Um, yeah, two one that they're winning. So. 
I mean, if Dortmund, with Dortmund, they were away, right? Yeah, so if yeah. Dortmund win 1 0, then it could be another shock result. So, you but you know they're fraudmen anyway, so don't worry about but, them. But guys, though, like old jokes aside, you're like, do you not think that in the game yeah, there was a slight arrogance from Man City because you know the way they were just they 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 lacked in set intensity. They were taking shots from places. Uh, you know, John Stones was thinking he was flipping Beckenbauer running forward and that with the ball. Mm. And do you know, like, do you not think they just thought, oh, we'll beat them anyway? I think I think 100%. it was it was a bit it was an automatic kind of we'll beat them and. Think about Leeds, isn't it? Leeds, Leeds have this character where they're still going to run, they're still going to play how they're going to play. You know, you're never going to see the whole four-four-one. You know, let's not get beat here. You know, they went for it. Credit to them. I wasn't shocked because potentially, um, I actually said in my group chat that um, this could be a potential upset, and they all like you're you're waffling. I was like, no, but like you know, Man City right now in their players' heads, they've won the league. Okay. Mm. And complacency, hindsight, and all of that, yeah. They're more worried about the Dortmund game, personally. And I really think when they went to when Leeds went to 10 men, they thought inedible, we'll win, blah blah blah. And it didn't happen, you know. But if I'm honest with you, I honestly don't think they're bothered about getting beat. Because look at the points gap. Yeah. They need to lose. Is it four more games? They left Mares and um, KDB on the bench as well. So Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, so like, come on, man. Like, look, good admin. point for Leeds. They are now above the circus club. So, yeah, like, listen, Yorkshire pudding's all around, man. What are we saying? Gravy or not? You know what I mean? Yorkshire team, man, Yorkshire team. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think um, that performance and the intensity, I think that's by design. I think Pep knows. Um, they got they got Dortmund. They got Chelsea in FA Cup next week as well, semi-final. They're going to focus on these games. They, they've got to rotate. They've got to rest. And that intensity is definitely by design. Obviously, the result wasn't. They thought they could win that. But um, they've got priorities and they want to win. They want to win the lot. So that's the focus for me. Do you know what you take out of that, though, as well? Yeah. You take out of that going, well, look at that. Ferran Torres. Good game for him. Yeah. You know, c consistently kind of seen as a guy who's sort of like, you know, he's not. He's not uh, KDB, you know. He's not Sterling. He ain't. He ain't even kind of. We, we talk about Foden before we talk about him. Good game for him. That's what I take out of it. From Pep Guardiola, there's a couple of players there. Who, you know, Ake got minutes. Do you know what I mean? It's just there's good things to take out of that. I I wouldn't walk out of that as a City fan, thinking, you know, uh, pessimism. Basically, at the end of the day, that's where I'm at with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go to your team now. Let's talk about pessimism because Aston Villa. Lost 2-1 to a uh, Liverpool side. Um, goals from Oli Watkins, Mohamed Salah. And the greatest goal a right-back has ever scored was scored that weekend. <laughs> um, I mean, you, 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 you took it to them, but it just didn't pay off. What, what are you taking from, from that result? No, we didn't take it to them, man. We didn't take it to them. Look, I'm, I, I, think, I think I might have been on this podcast when I said... And I think when I was asked about Villa and their European hopes, what they were going to get it. I saw at the start of January, I saw at the start of February, our performances had dipped, right? They're taking a nosedive, even with Grealish in the team. Um, I think it's inexperience. I think there's players there who probably, you know, aren't creating the chances there should be. Uh, there was a few times during that game where we'd basically just lost possession and set Liverpool away on, on their own attacks. You can't do that, man. You can't do that against Salah. You can't do that against, you know, even Bobby Firmino. 
basically this Liverpool team, they're, they're not great. Not right now. You know, they're, they're, they're there for the taking. Much like, no offence, um, Jack and Ethan, the Tottenham game when Villa, you know, obviously threw points away in that game as well. I thought mm-hmm. Tottenham were there for the taking. Just because these teams are big teams, just because they're kind of up there, doesn't mean that it's acceptable to walk away with that with that 2-1 result. At the end of the day, if Villa had gone into that game thinking, right, let's attack them, let's get at them, let's let's keep up this kind of intensity of a of a sort of relegation battling team, then you know they, they might have got something out of it. But uh, unfortunately, we're kind of in that mid-table moment where I don't know if our players really have anything to seriously motivate them, which annoys me because we had a chance at Europe and it's not there at the moment. So that's where I, that that's that's my overall summary, I suppose, of Villa's performance. But uh, it's big for Liverpool, man. You know that yeah. that should hopefully set them back up to kind of get a few results in the Premier League now. Wait, hopefully, they, terrible. Ho- hopefully, can we just use another word, bro? What do you say, hopefully for? I mean, hopefully. nine sh- nine shots, five on target for a Villa side. Would you? I feel like this season has taken, has been completely uh, been taken out of context because you were struggling last season. You were yeah. one VR decision away from going down. So to go to Liverpool, to have nine shots, uh, five on target, to score first, and all, I mean, their Salah's goal was quite lucky. It was a good, it was good. Um, mm-hmm. It was obviously a poacher's goal. And Trent's, it was, it was more of a sucker punch than really any any quality because it was from a corner where I don't think um, Emmy Martinez could actually get a good look in it. And it hit the corner, hit bottom corner. So I feel like, that was a decent result for Villa. You, you, are, were you expecting more because Liverpool have been so bad this season? But then again, they're in the top four battle. It's, it's, it's not so much that, right? It's, it's almost not, not necessarily falling asleep. I, I almost just want them to keep up the same kind of performance level and desperation that they did at the start of the season. But I don't think it's been there. I think part of it is Grealish not being around. Look, sucker punch, call it whatever you want, right? Lucky goals, whatever. Yeah, it isn't. Liverpool were the better team throughout that game. They had a goal chalked off of VAR, which, again, it's another one of them offside decisions, which Mm. as a Villa fan, obviously I was relieved. But (laughs) as a football fan, I look at that and go, the the attacker hasn't got the advantage. For me, the problem is Villa have been coasting since January. The lack of Jack Grealish, I think, has got the players kind of almost not, I don't want to say not trying as hard, but almost kind of put this kind of bad mentality in the players where I don't think they they, they, they trust themselves. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So, like, you know, when we get into the opponent's half, you know, you look at, like, Trezeguet, El Ghazi, Bertrand Traore. When we get into the opponent's half, we, we our players seem far apart. There doesn't seem to be that confidence. Passes get misplaced, and that's not what you want to see. If you want to be functional in the Premier League, you need your attacking players linking up and trusting each other to create, you know. Um, that's why West Ham are doing so well. You know, that's why um, teams like Leeds United can kind of pop-up performances and that kind of thing. But also, I don't want to make this all negative. Thanks to our defence, that's why we're up there with, in the mid-table, in the same sort of area as like Everton and Tottenham and and Mm. Arsenal, basically. So it just kind of shows you how much kind of, if you're a team that's up from the Championship, sort out that defence first and foremost. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Let's go to Crystal Palace 1, Chelsea 4. Goals from uh, Kai Havertz, Pulisic, Zuma, and Pulisic again. Benteke got on the score sheet as well. Um, I'm going to put this argument to you and see if you guys agree or, or disagree. 
When Roy Hodgson goes, do Palace get relegated? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. dude, well, to be honest, man, he should be self-isolating anyway. So um, <laughs> I think um, what, um, what will probably happen is they should be a bit brave and go for Eddie Howe, you know, because they've got technical players, especially in their midfield. They've got technical players in the midfield, if you think about it. No. Uh, I, I, no. I do think so. I do think so. Uh, I won't say they get relegated. Um, I think they'll probably get a new lease of life. But I wouldn't say relegated. Uh, I mean, there's there's going to be worse teams than them, you know what I mean, 100%. And they will pick up points, you know. You need to remember, like, when, when we look at, like, the level of players now, especially teams, like, I think there's six, seven good teams and the rest are, it's a battle, isn't it? Let's be honest, you know, because, like, Sheffield United have just given us an advert of two different years, haven't they? Um, Fulham... They always go up and down like a yo-yo. And I beg your pardon, who's the other team at the bottom? Um, West Brom. West Brom. Yeah, come on, man. Like They're the same. So when you've got these kind of teams coming in, Crystal Pass have always got a chance. Once they hit 40-plus points, they've always got a chance. I think Roy Hodgson's done them a great service. You know, he's got them nice results and stuff. They're just like... Crystal Pass are literally just like... They fulfilled the 38 fixtures, isn't it? You know... And they'll get a few cup games in that set. It's a great question, actually, though. That's, I'm not gonna that's a one. Can I just say though, that's a one-way road to relegation. Uh, I don't think I don't think Palace are gonna get rele relegated. But once you start thinking like that, it's a one-way road to relegation. What they need to do really in the summer, I don't know if it's I don't know if Hodgson's gonna go or whatever. What they need to look at now is what's separating us from the top teams. What's separating us from moving on? Because look, they've got Zahar, they've got Eze, but then when you look at the rest of that squad, it's about the same. That's championship-level yeah. team. Benteke hasn't been great since um, his Aston Villa days. Um, Ayu, Andre Ayu is up and down. Ryderveld. That's, no, 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 that's, that's Jordan, bro. Don't disrespect Andre. That's Jordan. Jordan, Jordan. That's the real credit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Milivojevic, good at penalties, good at set-pieces. Is he a player, though? We, I can't even argue. Van Arnholt up and down. Gary Cahill's old, like old. Um, Piate isn't a centre back. I don't know who this Ward guy is, and Vincent Guaita is like a that's a championship. That's a championship quality team with Zaha and, like you said, Eze, just right, right at the top. Maybe keeping them away from survival. I, I don't know. You know, I think they could possibly be in a relegation scrap if Hudson, if Hudson goes, and they, and they get the wrong manager. I think Kojo was right. I don't think Eddie Howe is the manager because with their defence, huh? After they had Frank De Boer, to exactly, yeah. they're not they're not going to do that again. And, well, at least, um, sorry, sorry, yeah, I was just saying, um, yeah, they're not going to make that mistake again. And I think a Sam Allardyce, um, <laughs> someone like that, or even the Algarve one, um, whichever, <laughs> um, either will do. But um, yeah, they need they need someone like that to just keep them afloat because. At the end of the day, they're not they're not that club. They're not gonna make those investments, those steps that will sort of slowly let them climb up the table. And they're not gonna make the shrewd signings that a club like Villa have in the past year or so. So yeah, they, they need to send that. They've shown they've shown intent though, haven't they, by keeping Zaha and, and spending all that money on Eze. Like this well, elements of that club that shows they want to grow. I don't no, know. No, but but that's 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 basically 
I feel I feel like that Eze signing is based on the fact that Zaha is going to hit his prime prime years soon enough. Actually, no, he's in his prime years now. Yeah, he's going to hit thirty. So thirty, going to hit the thirties, and then they've been fighting so hard to keep him. I think his window to go is now is out of the window. So they're trying to invest in Eze, and if eventually Eze will have to leave because he's not going to make the same mistakes Zaha made. For me, that is a good signing. But we talk about the rest of the team, and they're not making convincing signings. Joe Woods, not a convincing player for me. Uh, Andros Townsend is not a player who should still be depending upon all this time. Um, they're so punching, thank goodness for that. But, you know, Benteke, Ayu, Kuyate, and these guys get praised for the bare minimum. They don't get praised for actual fantastic performances. Zaha and Eze give you fantastic performances because they are genuinely fantastic performances on top of quality. The others are, you're doing well. Congratulations. It's sort of like when we were praising Timo Puki for coming up and doing 10 goals. Like, that, that's, that, there's levels. And for me, what that's what worries me about Palace because I asked this question to a Palace fan last year and they gave me quite a diplomatic, diplomatic answer. But my thing is, you've been in the Premier League how many years now and you haven't cracked top 10. So what kind of club are you? Are you a club that's happy to just be in the Premier League and just be there and just collect the Premier League money every year and just stay about and just be good? Or are you actually ambitious and want to push up so that Zaha doesn't every year say, I want to leave? And you're not going to have that issue with Eze in maybe two years' time. They need to start thinking about progressing because have they finished in the top 10 since they came to the Premier League? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I, I, I can't remember. I genuinely can't remember a season when they've done that. And that's my point. I don't, I don't know what club they want to be. You've been here this long, even though we're laughing at Sheffield United right now, at least they finished in the top 10 last year. <laughs> Aston Villa might do it. Leeds might do it. What about you? Arsenal, what's, what's might, do it. Arsenal might do it. Hell, Newcastle finished sixth under Alan Pardew once, once upon a time. So where are you? What are you going to do? You know, Are you just going to be the South London club that signs South London players and just do videos? There we go. We go to uh, West Ham. They won against Leicester three two goals. From I'm not gonna talk. I'm just gonna be here like this. Uh, we have, you do you, bro. You do you. Uh, Jared Bowen as well, and Kelechi Yanacho scored a brace, but that was not enough. We'll go to you, Ethan. Are, is Brendan Rodgers going to do back to back? I feel sorry. Back to back. I'm just saying. I feel sorry for him. He, every year he gets hit with these these plagues of these injuries, man. Like, they're looking so bright. I fear them. You know, I think a few more additions, they can even go on to push for the Prem, honestly. But every it seems like every time around this year, they lose a few key players and then it's a big setback, you know. Who did they add this summer? I think they added Tina's man, Fafana, you know. Um, James Justin came, came, came up. Yeah. He's looking very bright. And it's like, Leicester like the almost club. Funny coming from me, but um, Leicester almost like the the almost club where they're looking bright most of the season, you know, good few good results, and then they're just choked last minute. Um, that win, I feel like the scoreline didn't really reflect because West Ham played phenomenal, but I feel like that win for me kind of confirmed that Leicester still in the the, the fight for top four. Mm. You know, they're third. But I don't feel that really reflects their their position. You know, they're they're in and amongst that top four fight as well. That top I mean, three is not so bad. West Ham are one point off. I think mm. 
Liverpool off two or three. So it's, 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 really, it's really, really sticky. Um, let's ask the question. Obviously, Jamie Vardy hasn't had the best season by his own standards this year. Is Kelechi Iheanacho, considering his run of form, the player to take over that mantle for Leicester? I think he's too cold, you know. He's too cold. He's not He's not consistent enough. Um, you know, you would have looked at it last season and you would have said, you said no chance. But it's funny how a change of form in football can have people saying the craziest of stuff. Mm. Um, I feel like... No, I, would, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. So isn't um, this the first time that Iheanacho started six league games in a row in his career? Is it? Yeah, the first time ever. And um, so it it is, that should tell you it's a purple patch for now. It's not anything to read into yet, but... um, To to be fair to him, he did, the the, the teams that we recognise him playing for are obviously Manchester City, when Aguero was his fit, Aguero was always going to start. Obviously, they bought in Gabriel Jesus um, to replace him, and then they sold him off to Leicester. And then to, to Leicester, Jamie Vardy's going to start. So, is that a fair criticism on him, knowing that he was always bought in to be like a second, a backup? He stepped up. I, like he's definitely stepped up. He's he's had to because um, I think it's there, a lot of mentality plays a part as well. When when you look at the, sort of Jamie Vardy is the main guy, you think, okay, inferiority complex. I'm gonna just sit back. I won't be able. To, I know I can't score match the sort of goals he'll score. But now that obviously since you know Jamie Vardy's run and his form this season, he he has been able to step up. He's shown a good sort of mentality in that, and that that's definitely a good promising sign. Whether that's sustainable, we'll see. Um, mm. It's up to Leicester to decide if they want to buy another striker or if they they trust Ian Acho. I think honest. the fact that they're playing two up front kind of helps Ian Acho. He's obviously yeah. there mopping up the, all the chances. Not not do no disrespect to him. Um, at all because he's got the goals he scored against West Ham. West Ham were pretty pretty decent, mm. but obviously he did. He I think I feel like he needs a, a, somebody there doing the hard work for him to just obviously get the tapping and get the rebounds. But you never know. You never know. He, he might go on to to prove all the doubt was wrong. Arsenal still fairly young as well, isn't it? How old is he? I think he's like twenty five, maybe. 24, 24, 14 goals and 30 appearances this season, man. It's 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 a good return. So, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry to interrupt. I didn't realise you were no, talking. No, that's true. <laughs> no, that's true. But that's the first time he's had a good return in ages. And that's the the biggest thing for him. So he has to carry this with confidence now more than anything. This is a big confidence builder for him because he's not hit the ground running gap Leicester ever till now. So... This has to continue. I think it's, it's sort of like a big situation for him. And maybe, maybe you're looking at a situation where it might have been make or break because you're right, Vardy has not been the same, but Vardy's mm-hmm. still the talisman. But when Vardy goes, they need someone to replace his goals because his goal record is very underrated. It's actually quite exceptional for someone that came to the league in, what, 14, 13, 14, 14, 15, whenever yeah. they won the league the next year after that. So, you know, he's he's got a big job in his hands. Because Vardy's not easy to replace. Uh, but he's doing well so far. So let's see if he can continue with this, um, with this run of four. Okay. Uh, Arsenal 3, Sheffield United 0. Not really much to say about it, to be honest with you. 3 0. Uh, What's the process? Shut up. Shut up. Are you an Arsenal fan? Yeah. Oh, are you really? I never yeah. knew. 
Yeah. yeah, but man, to be fair, man, Sheffield United, not everyone can beat Sheffield United, so big up to yourself, man. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Big up yourself, brother. Sorry, man. Like, sorry, guys, man. My son is literally like, oh, man. But I've been listening. I've been listening. But yeah, yeah. listen, Arsenal, man. Sheffield United, not everyone can beat them, man. So, oi, spot me, G. Come on, G. Spot me. Jesus. I'll tell you for that goal though. I mean, yeah, that was a great pass. But where, where was that pass on on Thursday against Slavia Prague? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for that exactly. whole season, you man was supposed Ooh. to beat the racist man. What's wrong with your club, bro? Anyway, like I don't want to say anything about it because it's just so. It's, it's, the season's done. Like you, you. The joke was that yeah, of Sheffield. It's, it's Sheffield United. Yeah, if we didn't be beat them, I'd I'd be seriously. Bro, listen, not every team can beat them, fam. <laughs> Liverpool, flipping Man United. Big up yourself, team. Come on. Big club like Arsenal, you know. Come on. Yeah, biggest club in Islington. <laughs> <laughs> um, it all comes down to Thursday, I think. Um, for Arteta. I do, think do, you, do, you not, do you not think, though, like, he's... he's do you not think it's... I don't want to say unfortunate, but do you not think he's got credit in the bank with the FA Cup win? Okay, you're not in it now. I get that. But, you know, in hindsight, hindsight's a good thing. But, like, at the beginning of the season, you know, people are like, you know, excuse me, trust the process and stuff. But to be honest, he looked like you can see what he's trying to do. Obviously, he doesn't have the players oh, yeah. to um, to max out the plan. But do you not think, though, and this is not trolling, this is at the most respect, do you not think Arsenal's a bit of a sinking ship now? I thought we were, were sinking ship a long, long, long time and ago. I, well, hear, hear what I'm saying. Like, regarding winning the league and dominating English football, I generally think that that ship has sailed, sunk, whatever. I generally think now, boy, I think you guys are competing with Everton, West not even, yeah, West Ham. I think that's Arsenal's level now. Literally. I don't think it is. I don't, but... You think lower? No. <laughs> 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 no, I think hi. I think we should be. But back. what evidence though? Because on the evidence of the season, you oh, know, this season, but the season before that, when um, before Ambridge last season, we were with a worse team. We were battling for top four. If we didn't go on that bad, bad run, we would have got top four. Then again, but you did. I know that's, that's my point. I was, I was going to say we did go on that bad run, mm. but I feel like that was down more to Emery's tactics and I, just his lack of desire. Hello. Uh, I feel the flame, bro. <laughs> From a father to a father, bro. I hear what you're doing. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, I feel like we, so we're there. So and this team is is obviously much better than uh, what he had, uh, what Emery had, but it's better. And for us to be tenth, eleventh, twelfth, constantly ninth, it's unacceptable as an Arsenal, as an Ars as a team as big as Arsenal with our transfer budget as well we don't spend like city we don't spend like united we don't spend like chelsea blah 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 but we do have the spending power enough to be battling for top four and the football we've been playing this year has been absolutely dreadful i do not i at the very beginning i did trust the process i thought i'd give him time mm. but two years in a row poor poor finishes in the league obviously the first season wasn't his fault but i don't think emery even would have finished that low in that first season that arteta did well, um, you, yes. boast, you boast the trophy, though. 
It's a, yeah, it's an FA Cup, and that's that's the reason why a lot of people believed in him and, and trusted that process because nobody expected Arsenal to get that FA Cup. Mm. Nobody, not even not even Arsenal fans. So that's the credit in the bank for him. But on a personal level, I think if he doesn't get through on Thursday, he should go. On an Arsenal level, on a board level, I don't think they'll get rid of him. And that's 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 the that's the cut and drive it. They should get rid of him if he doesn't beat Slavia Prague. Though that is. But is it not too easy to get rid of him, Cahill? Because you, like I said to Tottenham, uh, Tottenham boys, I said that you know who, who are you really expecting? The Arsenal job, the Man United job, are poisonous chalices, aren't they? Let's be honest. But here's the, the thing: here's the, go on, go on. Sorry. Here's the difference between me and Tottenham. I don't, I don't want the big names. I don't want the the Nagelsmanns. I don't want the. He's uh, not even a big name, bro. Don't don't even give him that. The, the up and coming names. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I felt, I felt like the time for us to get a big top manager was when Wenger was hanging on, and mm. then Klopp and Guardiola were available. That time is long past. So I want the guys. My personal choice of manager when uh, the job was was open was. Um, Brendan Rogers? Hell no. Oh, it was um, Wolves manager. I forgot his name. No, oh, no, no, no. Santos. I feel like what he's done at Wolves minus this season, but then again, the injuries that he's that that team has taken are horrendous. If you get rid of their top striker, it's gonna go bad. I feel like he could do a job with these players that are very average and make them better. Mm. That's something that Arteta okay. can't do because he's never done it and. I think it was unfortunate, and I don't. I don't think he should have. He should have got it, but I don't think we'll get him. I think Arteta will stay regardless of the result on Thursday. And Arsenal are currently finished, so I'm, I'm getting bored of, of speaking about how embarrassing Arsenal. Can I say as well, right? You know, you know, for for me, Arsenal, right? The key thing, the key reason why you're down there and not up there is the transfer policy. Uh, absolutely, it's the transfer policy for me, right? Because because for me, it's cut and dry. You look at the fact that, you know, you brought in Louise and William, players who have kind of been there and done that, but at the yeah. same time are past their peak. When Arsenal play with Saka and Smithrow and some of the younger players who have a bit more freedom and have a little bit more desire, motivation, almost, I suppose, have this kind of, I don't know, this, this different kind of energy about them. That's a different Arsenal team to mm. me when I watch it. And, you know, a manager like, a manager like Nuno would bring those kinds of players into mm-hmm. Arsenal. I think that's the issue. That this this old model of bringing in old, you know, thirty plus year old players, it doesn't work anymore. That that's, that that's the key me, thing. That annoys me, but I feel like the the transfer policy that that's the key into our downfall is spending big big money on players that don't suit Arsenal or, or won't bring anything to Arsenal. Aubameyang excluded. Lacazette was forty five million. Xhaka was thirty five. Mustafi was in the in the top thirties. All these players that just were horrible and have been horrible for Arsenal for years. I did. I didn't want Partey for for the money that we spent on him. Yes, he had to make a great pass um, to Lacazette this game, but he's been bad this season and he's picked up an injury problem, which wasn't exist didn't exist outside of Arsenal. I felt like if we recruited smartly and found these young gems like maybe a Renato Sanchez or Ibrahim Sangar that went to. Um, that went to uh, PSV. That was that went for him for nine million. That in terms of stats and numbers, that does the exact same that Partey did. That's what we should do. We found Martinelli, so why can't we find these gems and bring them into the fold and then build from there? Young up, not not old down. It, it makes no sense. But I'm boring myself talk about this boring, boring Arsenal team. So it's, I feel like we 
need to move on. Um, and there's no games to talk about. West Brom are winning 2-0 against Southampton currently. But let's talk about, let's go fixtures. Let's, let's wrap it up with uh, the fixture games next week. Everton, Tottenham. Oh, God. What's, what's, what, what, what do you think is going to go on there? Who, who's winning that one? Trip to the dentist, really. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> Literally. Um, it's home. We're, we're away, actually, aren't we? We're away. You're yeah. at home. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, I'd say <laughs> I'd say 2-1 Tottenham. I, I can't lie to you. I think that's me speaking out of desperation, but we need nothing but a win. Otherwise, literally, just kiss everything goodbye. Kiss Harry Kane goodbye. Top four. Literally. So I'd say 2-1 Tottenham. Definitely. 4-1 Sorry, I'm putting it. 4-1 Everton. Come four on. Because, boy. Jack um, is done. Oh, no, my God. You, you saw that, like, we... You saw the way you played in the, in the cup game. Uh, finished five four. Mm. Defense absolute shocking. We, shocking. we surprisingly played some good um, good football going forward, but shocking, shocking defensively. And I just see us doing the same thing without actually approaching the game in that same way. Jose will be like, "Look, you came here last time. You conceded five. You're not doing this again." And in that defense, will be there'll be more pressure on that back line, and we'll concede four. And I think Kane, one or Kane or Son will get get we got consolation, yeah, cheeky 88th minute consolation at the end. But there's this team is fully, fully in the pits of hell right now, sure. and we have sure. to something has to change before before the cup final. Jack, you reckon if we played how we played in the first half against United, we'll get a result? I don't think we'll play. I don't think, regardless of how we play, how this manager plays, um, I don't think we could get any kind of result, to be honest. I just feel they're not coached. They're not coached to play either way. They're not coached. They're not taught how to defend. They're just taught, listen, you sit deep, balls come in, you head it out. That's all all I feel this manager does. And when it comes to press, he he thinks it's just chasing players. It's not chasing players. It's selective. You you have to pick pick and choose when and which player goes to the man. This guy doesn't know how to do that or how to coach that. He, it's not in his DNA. And yet, because, you know, historically, he's never done that. So how do you expect him to become a master at it straight away? You've got, a, you've got two reds in this episode. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot to get off his chest, man. He has, he has, man. Um, Newcastle, yeah. West Ham. Newcastle, West Ham. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tricky one. I think that's a tricky one for West Ham. I'm still going for my guys to blow bubbles, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Lingard for his finish early on, on, this, on the weekend as well. Beautiful bend on that finish. First time, well, yeah, he might have come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 3 1 the Hammers. Daniel? Uh, I'm still going to go West Ham, man. West Ham have been picking up results because they're consistent and because they've been playing good football and they, they do it over the course of 90 minutes. Newcastle have done it a couple of times because, you know, I mean, to be fair, good substitutions and, and, and all of that. Like Sam Maximan needed to come off the bench, didn't he, for, for Newcastle? Mm. End of the day, though, seeing them play football, they're not, they're not amazing. I don't think they're going to cut through West Ham. So for me, it's going to be a West Ham win 2-0. Arsenal, Fulham, I don't care. Manchester United, Burnley. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I don't care. Manager of the year, bro. I don't care. <laughs> right, we win that thing ten no. I wouldn't care with ten. North London is finished, bro. Oh yeah, my lord. <laughs> Manchester United, Burnley. 
Uh, I'll go three nil main aid. Yeah, same. Uh, same. Yeah. I was going to say that scoreline as well. Got three one. A tricky okay. game for Liverpool. They face Leeds at where's what's their stadium's name? Ellen Ellen Road. Road. Ellen yeah. Ah, uh, they're different bag away from home, isn't it, Liverpool? Mm. Yeah, mm. but they did they, they, they get their first win, so. Nah, they weren't amazing. Well. They, they weren't amazing, Kojo. I know, really I know, I know. <laughs> I know. So, I'd say, say two one Liverpool. You know, two one Liverpool. Desmond two two. What are you saying, Desmond? <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, and uh, I know this is bold, yeah, and also. I know Leeds aren't a popular choice amongst Villa fans. I'm going to go for a Leeds thrashing, man. I'm going to go 3-0. Because that Liverpool defence for me, yeah, man, yeah. They're, they're not going to cope with, mm. with constant pressure. If so. Liverpool lose this game 3-0, I am finding four Liverpool fans come on next week and explain their club's behaviour. They're going to want to react from um, that, game, <laughs> yeah. that Champions League game, 100%. Yeah. I see them coming out. Damn. Um, uh, I'm going to go with a draw. 1-1. So you talk about Liverpool's defence and all I'm, all I'm thinking about is how Arsenal just let them steamroll us. See? I hate that. Yeah. that but your defence is also, you know... Yeah, like, uh, don't flatter yourselves either, man, Kale. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that defence needs updating. I'm not saying it doesn't, but bloody hell, man. <laughs> bloody hell, we were poor that game. Um, Chelsea-Brighton, I'm thinking, that's an entire, that's an easy game for Chelsea. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Chelsea. at Stanford Bridge, 5-2 last time. Mm. Um, 4-1 Chelsea. I said Chelsea. Chelsea win 2-1. Two, two, one. No, 3-1 actually. I'll give them a 3. Mm. Comfy 2-0. They've been solid at the back as well, man. Don't see them conceding at all. Uh, last game. Big one for you, Daniel. Aston Villa versus Manchester City. <laughs> I don't even want to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, you know what? You know what? What I have seen from Vero, and I'll say this again, they do step up when it comes to the bigger teams, right? And whilst I was critical of our performance against Liverpool, it was better than our performances for the last few weeks. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to go to one City. No, you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. <laughs> City might be tired after that Dortmund game. I'm going to go one-one. 1-1. One, one. You're very optimistic, bro. 4-1 City. No. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Bro, Konza, Mings, Emmy Martinez are not... They're not conceding four goals, bro. Mings Mings four goals. Goals. You just said the weakest link there. You said Mings. Bro. Mings has been shaky. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've but, got rid of that guy. But what, what is it about Mings that's, that's poor? There's, 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 there's literally one aspect of his game. Lapses in concentration, I feel like. It's switching yeah. off. Yeah. And against City... Back to the keeper. Bro, he ain't gonna be playing it, playing it around the back against City. There's, there's no way. There's no way we're gonna, they're gonna be sent out there and told to pass He's it around the back. Got a point. So he did against Liverpool though. Yeah, but Liverpool and City, <laughs> different animal right now. Yeah, He's a slightly better. He, he's a slightly better Davinson Sanchez. Yeah, that's all I'll say. I don't <laughs> know about that. I don't know about that, man. Tells you all you need to know. Defensively. Mings is Mings is fantastic, right? Him and Konza, when it comes to when it comes to to, to get into the near post, when it comes to making those blocks, yeah. when it when it comes to organization, brilliant, yeah. But those lapses in concentration, they're a big problem. They're a massive problem. Don't mm. don't get that twisted. Mm. But um, 
I don't want to. I don't want to make the prediction that will do that. That's what stops a good defender from being great. Um, I agree. Concentration. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, a good defender has is good at concentrating, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest traits of a defender. Um, yeah. For me personally, but yeah. This is a wider issue, yeah. But we've seen this a lot in the Premier League this season. You know, without the crowd and without the pressure of like the crowd, like you know, kind of making that noise. You know, mm. whoa, 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 what are you doing? Mm. A lot of players that are being caught, a lot of defenders being caught, passing it around the back, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Some people had headed it to Real Madrid superstars, but you know what I'm saying. I think we shall wrap it up there. We thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Ethan, where can they find you? They can find us at Big Six Bants. We're going live very, very soon. Thank you guys for having me on, man. Appreciate it. I hope to get you guys on board as well. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Daniel, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me at Raza Jono. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for inviting me. I uh, really appreciate it. Always love my time on this podcast. Um, yeah, like I'll, I'll be tweeting about Villa and other <laughs> bits and bobs. So, yeah. Cheers. Jack, where can they find you? Yeah, just find us at Touchline Hotspur, so at Spurs underscore Touchline, um, as well as Touchline Fracker. And yeah, um, hopefully next time I come, uh, thanks for having me again. But hopefully next time I come, I'm actually happy for once. Well, we'll I, I, I doubt that. I do doubt that. But it, it is, man. Kojo, where can they, uh, bits and bobs, where can they find him and then where can they find us? Uh, yeah, so everyone's links are in the description, but bits and bobs is at bits and bobs. So not and and bobs underscore. Um, and obviously his YouTube channel is bits and bobs. So go find him there. Great content, great interviews. Great guy. Um, and thank you, boss, for coming on. Thank you guys for coming on as well. And you can find us, of course, on... Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Twitter from Midfield, YouTube Free and Midfield Podcast. And that's about it. That is about it. Thank you guys for joining us. Like and subscribe. This has been the this has been an episode of the Free Midfield Podcast. Good night. <laughs>